welcome back to our new episode of Mothers in Construction. I am your host, Tonya Rivers. Today we are speaking with Cora Lee Beattie. Cora Lee is the owner of Thrive HQ, which is a company that offers business coaching and consulting services to women in the construction industry. Uh, what I love most about this business is that it provides encouragement and coaching to women to explore another option within our industry to work for themselves. Sit back, relax, and enjoy. And don't forget to check us out every Thursday. Like and subscribe. Welcome back, everyone, to Mothers in Construction. I have a very special guest with me today. Hi, Tonya. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. I'm Coralie Beattie, and I've been in the construction industry for 25 years. I started out as a building envelope consultant in an engineering firm for my first 10 years, and then I was a business owner in the trades for the following 15 years. A few years ago, we sold our business, and now I am a business coach and consultant for women in construction. And the name of my company is Thrive HQ. I am a mother in construction and I have been for 16 of my 25 years. My oldest is a boy who just turned 16. And then I have three lovely ladies who are 14, 12, and 10. Thank you so much. Thank you for joining us today. I think we're going to speak about something that's very important. Um, So you mentioned that you are the owner of Thrive HQ. Can you describe your company mission and what led you to starting this business? You know, my mission is to help women feel empowered in control and relieved because I know when I was a woman business owner in the trades, I was struggling on a daily basis to try and figure this out because I wasn't a business person. That wasn't my first thing. The first thing I did was construction and I was a master organizer. Mm -hmm. So I thought if I can do organization, I can run a business until, and we were great for the first couple of years money was coming in and everything was great, except for when we started to grow too much. We added employees and it got really hectic and all out of control. And I just really want to help other women not have to struggle the way that I did. I didn't know that business coaches were out there. I didn't know that I could get help. And when I did find out that they were out there and I did get help, it was a game changer. So yeah, my mission is really to just relieve the pressure and stress of being a woman in construction, owning a business. Wow, that's that's really powerful. And that even without being a woman in construction, I think starting a business is just tough, tough mm. all the way around, right? Um, and I yes. think it is is good for women to recognize the option to become business owners. And you know, you and I had a previous conversation, and one of the things about us that we shared was that you love construction. We talked about the smells, mm. <laughs> the feels, <laughs> yes, just everything about construction, and we shared mm. that passion. So speak about that passion that you have for construction and why you feel a business ownership should be an option for mothers in construction. Yeah, I, I think back to being a very young girl and like we were talking about being on construction sites. They didn't have safety fences around construction sites in the sort of the mid to late 70s when I was wandering my subdivision that was just being constructed. And so I could just go and check it out. And the sounds of like just the rough framing and walking up the stairs and hearing that echoing sound and collecting the nails and the smells and touching the like I would pop the bubbles on the damp proofing, which of course, back in those days was just like tar and it get it all over my hands. And I just really loved it from a very young age, but it never occurred to me that I would do it as a career. Like when I graduated in the early 90s, it was like you went into university and you just did that first as a woman or a young lady. That's what you did. And it never occurred to me to actually pursue my passion for construction as a career. And then, you know, a few years into university, I realized that that's actually what I wanted to do. And I did a lot of market research in the beginning of, you know, what I'm doing now being business coaching and consulting for women in construction. And one of the things I learned from 
so many women that I talked to was that the biggest challenge that they had was family obligations. As a woman in construction, as a mother in construction, the biggest challenge they had in, you know, sort of having a construction career and being a, a mom was being able to have the flexibility. They, that was their biggest challenge. So what I see as an option for women who are interested is when you become a business owner in you know that thing that you love so much, then it gives you a little bit more flexibility. You know, If you need to pick up your child, you can work around that. If you have a concert to go to, you can work around that. If you need to take them to soccer practice, you can work around that. If you have a doctor's appointment, you can work around that. There's all these things that you can work around when you have the flexibility of being a business owner. But when you are an employee, it makes it very difficult. You kind of always have this feeling like, oh, I got to leave again, or how am I going to make this time up? Or, you know, you're always struggling with that. So I think that being a business owner for women in construction is a really great option to help you stay in the industry that you love and have more control over not just your, you know, your time, but also your money, because often a lot of women get looked over for advancements or for opportunities. There's just this connection of being a woman in that industry that, but it does not give women the freedom for movement as it does for men. Yet, hopefully it changes. So I think that taking control of your own career and doing that, if it's something that is of interest to you, I think it's a great opportunity. And I think it's a great alternative to having to leave the industry, for example. Got it. Yes, that that makes a lot of sense. You touched on some pretty good points, which I think we've spoken about a lot on Mothers Instructions podcast is that, you know, you get to this point where you're so exhausted, you're so overwhelmed. And the next step is, you know what, this is just not for us. I've had these conversations. I've mm. physically said that this industry is not for moms. I've got to get out of here, <laughs> you know? Um, and I was mm. able to talk through and just kind of think of different options for myself and have certain conversations with my employer, which made it so that I could stay. But you brought up a good point that some women just get to that point and then they just, they leave, they're out, but you're giving them another option. Well, I know for myself, when I was still with the engineering firm and had young kids, it was difficult because I also lived 45 minutes away from, so I dropped my kids off at daycare you know, as early as I could. And then I had to drive 45 minutes and I had to get back. And that was just, you know, try to do it within daycare hours. But I had a really flexible employer that helped me. I could work from home sometimes and I could leave early. So I did have flexibility there. But at the end of the day, it was more in my brain, like as far as I need to be juggling this stuff, I need to make sure I get my hours because as somebody who had a very high work ethic, I needed to make sure that I was getting my certain number of hours in a week that I was being paid for. And so if I had to leave early, then I had to work at home that night. So it was just a constantly battling in my own head, finding that balance. Right. So, yeah. Yeah, that's so true. And I'm not going to say that having my own business never popped up into my mind, but there are always these fears and these apprehensions mm. that help me back. So what are some of the common throughout the conversations with the women who you help? What are some of the things that your clients express to you as it relates to the fears of starting their own business? Well, that's exactly it is the fears, the uncertainties, the what if I can't get work? What if nobody takes me seriously? What if, you know, nobody wants to hire me? What if my prices are too high? You know, there are so many fears that go with it that just and the uncertainty, the not knowing, you know, how they're going to be received. Because as women in construction, we already know a lot of women anyway, you aren't necessarily taken seriously as an employee when you're working on a job site, let alone being 
self-employed and then trying to get that work and to be taken seriously. So that is a huge fear for sure that I see in a lot of women. And the other thing that I see a lot of is just a lack of confidence, like just, you know, goes hand in hand with that fear and uncertainty is just the confidence to be able to do it. And I think that comes from the fact that they really are often on their own because, you know, for me, what I was lucky about was that even though I had a construction background, it was my husband that was the skill trade. So he did the skilled stuff. I did all the business stuff. So I at least had him as a partner in it. I think as a woman who is either in the trades wanting to start or whether you're an engineer, architect, or whatever you happen to be and you want to start your own business, often your husband is not the one coming to help you do it. Um, So you end up doing it on your own. So I think that that makes it even more challenging because you don't have that, um, that partner. You know, of course, they can be very supportive, but they probably have their own career, their own things that they're working on. And it's difficult for them to be with you and supporting you in that business. For me, because I was supporting my husband and I was doing the business stuff, you know, that's why it worked well for us. So I think one of the biggest things is that, you know, not knowing what to do, being on your own and feeling really afraid of all of what could or couldn't happen. And one of the things I always, I always plant this seed in everyone that I speak to, because I think as women, we always beat ourselves down. We always say, what if I can't do this? What if I can't do that? What if it goes wrong? What if I fail? Blah, blah, blah. All these negative, negative, negative things. I always say, because I know this works so well for me. It's like, what if you can? What if you can do it? Like, what if you are successful? You know, why don't we focus on that? Because it takes just as much energy to focus on the positive as it does the negative. And the negative just doesn't serve us. So just ask yourself instead of what if I don't, what if they don't hire me? What if, what if, say, what if they do hire me? What if I get really busy? What if I have to hire, you know, more employees because I'm in such high demand? Like there's so many more empowering questions that you can ask yourself to help you get through those challenges of questioning whether or not you're able to do it. Right. If I hear you correctly is, you know, instead of asking the questions to keep you out of the door, ask the questions to keep you in or the questions that's going to serve you are just like you said, what if I have so much work? I don't know what to do with it, you know, which are problems Mm. that you can solve by adding on or, you know, just evaluating, you know, where your business is standing right now. You need to hire more employees, if you need a partner, whatever, instead of, oh, I can't do this because I can't get in the door. So, yeah. I think that's good. Yes. And uh, I know, you know, one of the other conversations we've had previously was, you know, as women, we beat ourselves up so much about the things that we haven't done. Even when you spoke earlier about working for an employer and if you have children, always feeling obligated to do more. Um, If you took off two hours to go to a doctor's appointment, then you're working another two to four hours to make Mm -hmm. up for that, you know, and and we beat ourselves up and we feel so bad and we, we always put a lot of negativity in our head. So how do you approach that with your clients? I think it's a really powerful question to ask them again. Another powerful one that say, what would you say to a friend that was going through the same thing? You know, as women, we're always supporting each other. We're always like, oh, you're doing amazing. You, You really help your friend acknowledge all the things that she has done to get her to where she is. We need to start treating ourselves like we're a friend. Start treating ourselves like we're our best friend. Start giving ourselves the grace. Give ourselves the flexibility, the freedom to be okay with everything that we do. 
I remember I saw somebody post something on Instagram one day and uh, she works out a lot and she posted this picture and she was pointing out all these little chunks of fat that she saw on herself, but she's like competition fitness level, you know? And I, that's what I said to her. I just said, if this was a picture of your friend, what would you see? Right. Because we just, we are so critical of ourselves. Just if we learn to treat ourselves like we would a friend, it's really important to be our own best friend. Then I think that life would be so much better for us, especially women. We're just, we're hard on ourselves. Yes, it's so true. And I never thought about things that way because when you're speaking to your friend and your friend is venting to you or like a fellow mom or whomever, whatever it's about, we can always find some type of encouragement to say to our friends. We can always find some grace to give to our friends. But mm-hmm. if looking at ourselves in the mirror and having these discussions, we don't say those things. And it's just mind boggling that it's one of the most difficult things to do. And, you know, before you said that, I really never even thought about it that way. So I think you're doing so much of a service to your clients by just changing the trajectory of their thinking just just for even a moment, because how simple is it for you to talk to a friend and say something and then you just use that same grace to yourself when you're having these thoughts go through your mind? Because we vent to ourselves, right? We always go over our day and the things mm-hmm. that happen and the things that we didn't do right or what we wanted to do. But our response is never the same or sometimes it's never the same as what we would tell our friends. So that was so powerful. And I think that's great. So if you can describe to the listeners a little bit more about what Thrive HQ does for women and where you would like to see it grow in the future. So right now, because like we're in this time and I'm really hoping it's kind of a beginning of a movement of getting women into construction because I see there's so much passion and I see there's so much demand. We really need the woman's skill set represented much greater in the construction industry than we currently do. Yes. So I do a few things. One thing is I help women who are established business owners in their construction or trades business to create a strong foundation for their business so that they can grow, scale, and kind of step back a bit so it their whole business doesn't rely on them. Maybe they can take a vacation. Maybe they can have some time off without just going crazy and constantly thinking about all the things that they need to do in their business and that everything relies on them. Mm. So I help them to set up that organization. The other thing I do is I help women who are interested in starting their own business to do so on the right foot. So give them all the tools and all the information that I wish I wish I had when I started my business, just to give them some support, to let them know that they can do it. And it is very manageable, especially if you allow yourself to receive the support and help to do it. You don't have to reinvent the wheel. You don't have to figure it all out on your own. People have done it before you rely on them because it'll make your life much easier. So I, those are kind of the two biggest things I do is just women who are established in their business and women who are in the trades or are interested in construction and want to start their own business. Those are kind of the two things, the big things. And then Within that, um, where I want to grow my business is to really connect the women that I'm working with to do it in a group environment. Mm. Because I think as women in construction, especially as a business owner, we're not running into a bunch of other women on a construction site. You know, I, I want to bring together like-minded women who can kind of feed off each other and have other women there. I could, I could service men. I could, you know, cause it's universal business strategies that I talk about, but the reality is I would have one or two women in a group of men. And that's, I don't, we see that all the time every day. I really want to just bring women together, have them be empowered by each other, feed off each other, and just really create a community where you can connect and really feel empowered to 
have the best business that you can have. That is wonderful. (laughs) I love it. That's wonderful. And yes, that is one thing that we do share in common. And so things come together because with each of the women that I'm meeting and that I'm interviewing for this podcast, I almost feel like there's little satellites of women that have the same mindset. We recognize that there is a need right now for us to maintain the Mm -hmm. women in our industry. It starts from the bottom and it works all the way up to the top. It starts from Mm -hmm. getting young women interested in our field and it's about maintaining them. And part of the maintaining them is to recognize and acknowledge their concerns, you know, the reasons why women are leaving, the reasons why they're having so many hardships. Not that we can make this a perfect world because it's not, but if you nurture people just a little bit more, then you can maintain them, you know, or retain them for our industry. So we all have that mindset. And both of us were literally working in the field and we were pushed in positions Mm -hmm. where we had to pivot. But the good thing is Mm -hmm. that pivot but you didn't leave. And that's one of the things that mm-hmm. you're pushing across with your business model and with what you're bringing to the industry as a whole to retain women. And I think that is commendable. I appreciate it. I love it because, you know, we share the same mindset knowing that women are powerful. We have so much to mm-hmm. offer. We're needed in this industry and we've got to stay. Absolutely. Um, yes, ma'am. What other advice do you have for mothers in construction who are in the industry, really at their wits end and about to, to leave and exit? the industry due to hardships that they're facing? I just want to say that one, we are all stronger than we think. You can do this. If you are interested or have ever considered having your own business as an option, there are opportunities out there for you to explore it. There are things that you can do to sort of feel it out a bit and see if that is actually something you want to do. I don't say take it lightly because it is a big step. However, there are things that you can do to stay in the industry that you love, take control of your money, take control of your opportunities, take control of your time. And those are three of the biggest things that we as women in construction really struggle struggle with. And there is this solution if it's something that you're interested in. Women don't give themselves credit for all that they have accomplished to get to where they are, especially in the construction industry. I say, give yourself the grace, give yourself the acknowledgement and give yourself the credit for how much you've already done to get to where you are. You can do anything if you've gotten this far. That is good. And that, I mean, whoever's listening to this, I want you to rewind that and play it three more times. <laughs> okay. Yes. It's so true. Like I just, it kills me. And one of the biggest things that I, I deal with, like we do business stuff, like that's obviously what I do. But one of my biggest things is mindset. Because like I said, the fears and the confidence are the two biggest things that I see as the challenges. And mindset is the make or break. And I always constantly work on the mindset. You can do this. We can do anything. Yes. It's that fear of, do I belong here? Yes, you do. Absolutely. So where can our listeners find out more about you or participate in becoming a future client of yours? So you can check out my website at thrivehq.ca. That's my website. It's got all the information on there programs I offer. There's application to join the groups and there's also a call a needs assessment. So if you're just not sure and you just want to connect and get on a call, we can do that. And then you can also find me on social media being Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, uh, Coralie Beatty. I'm one of one. I'm easy to find. Yes, Coralie, thank you so much. Um, it's just encouraging and it's refreshing to see other women out there that has the same love for our industry and love for other women out there. And uh, we need more Coralie's out there. I thank you for all that you're doing and I wish you so much success in your business. Thank you so much, Tonya. I really appreciate your time. 
Thank you to my guests for joining us and thank you for tuning in to MIC. Please be sure to check us out every Thursday and don't forget to subscribe on whatever platform you're using so that you don't miss an episode when we drop. Remember, being a mom in this industry is about making sacrifices, but you do not have to sacrifice your dreams. If someone else has done it, you can as well. Do what you got to do and make it happen.